Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by <laughs> Nick, Nick B. B. Fun fact about Nick B. Yeah. Uh-oh. Apocalyptico. Apocalypto. You got wow. that? Apocalypto mm-hmm. was the first DVD he ever owned. Really? really? Yeah. Is I've it... never seen that. Really? It's what? good. Is it? Mm-hmm. What is it? It's, it's a Mel Brooks movie, right? It's a Mel. Oh, Mel Gibson. Sorry. Mel oh. Gibson movie. That was the last oh. movie Mel Gibson made before he before hated Mel Brooks. Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh. oh. That's right. It was like the Incas or yeah, something. Yeah, it was super cool, too. This episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. <laughs> Damn. I'm going to have to rewrite my zombie survival plan to include you. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. kind. I mean, it's just like a nice thing I'm to do. I'm trying movie-related pickup lines. It gets hard. That should have uh, been a pickup line. <laughs> 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 uh, if you want to make somebody want to save you from the zombie Ooh, apocalypse. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want somebody to sacrifice themselves for your survival. If you guys want some awesome Disney ears, check out Rebecca's Etsy store at Straight on Tall Disney on Etsy. This episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. Now, Ryan is the person you have to be mean to. I know. I don't like being mean. Uh Uh-oh, Mikey. So Ryan, in the middle of recording podcast episodes, texts and takes selfies of herself. Yeah, it's super annoying. I know. It makes me feel like no one is listening to me. This isn't Ryan's part of the podcast. (laughs) It is. Well, this this specific part is not for Ryan. I think he missed it because he was taking a selfie. I honestly do think you missed us starting the Ryan shout out because you were taking a selfie. I'm not, Ryan, to the I'm not involved in the Ryan shout out. <laughs> oh, Ryan, requested, Ryan requested gin. Ryan has allowed me the pleasure of venting my rage oh my God. in a Mikey. constructive way. Yeah, it, honestly, Ryan, we thank you. <laughs> we salute you, Ryan. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Patreonicals. Ooh. If you remember last week, Australia was on fire. Yes, it was. And to continue with that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Russell and Michael fled Australia. They had to, with the koalas. Yes, and they landed in South Korea. South Korea? I thought they, they landed in they Columbia. They were in the Dominican, yeah, they were in Colombia. They fled by submarine. Oh, that's uh, right, sorry. They flew to Colombia, and they left by submarine. Yes. And they ported now, in, in South, Korea. South Korea. That makes sense. Because they have okay. a new plan, which they actually get away with. So what they did was... <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So Russell had the idea of kidnapping a train full of South Korean peoples and tourists. Okay, that doesn't make it better. But they're going to drive the train into North Korea. Mm. Why? So they do that. Okay. (laughs) So that happens. Yeah. And um, Michael, he picks out one of the random tourists, a guy named Mm -hmm. Derek. Oh, no. Straps a bomb to him. (gasps) Why? No, not Derek. Because their plan was they get the train into North Korea, they ditch the train. Right, they just mm. jump off of it? Yeah. yeah. And then and then Derek's like, he had his mouth taped up, you know, like that scene from The Dark Knight? Then they blow up the train Ugh. and start World War Three. They framed North Korea to blow up the train. Wait, okay, so everyone thinks North Korea blew up the train, but right. it was really Russell and Michael. Right. Ugh. So as the nukes are flying overhead. Wait, it goes from a train blowing up to nukes? There's no middle ground? It's the domino effect. Is Ugh. it the train that blew up or did Derek blow up? He blew up. Everyone on the train. Oh, but not he didn't I'm mean sorry, to. Derek. They no. strapped a bomb to Michael him. and Russell Aww. strapped a bomb. Yeah, to him. you guys have a lot of questions today. He's a bystander. Yeah, we do have a lot of questions, Mike. <laughs> it's a lot of shit going on real quick. So as nukes fly overhead, right. the train from Back to the Future Part Three appears. <gasps> oh my god! In front of Matthew and uh, Cody Roy gets off, and he's like. We got to stop this nuclear war. Can we go sense. back in time to save Derek? Yes. So <gasps> that's what they do. They Yay! go back. In time. What? Really? Derek? 
And so it's Cody Roy on the train, the time travel train, yeah. right? And he brings Matthew along with his Mary Poppins umbrella. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then... Because, uh, you know. So they, they pop out of the future where there's nuclear wars going on okay. in chasing the train going to North Korea. Ooh. So it's like the Hogwarts Express and then like a train flying behind it as well. With yeah. Doc Brown and Marty on it? Yeah, yeah, but Doc Brown and Marty are uh, Matthew and Cody Roy. Well, this time they see the Back to the Future train. Right. Okay. And Matthew and Russ are like, oh shit, we gotta get out of here. Right. Mm-hmm. So they jump off the train and disappear. Oh, okay, they so, make the, it out. so the train doesn't blow up. But it's, it's out of control. They like slam it to full speed ahead and then jump off the train. So now it's a runaway train. It's a runaway train. So then, I don't know if you guys remember Eddie. He was a zoologist. Yeah. He, uh-huh. he had five koalas with him on this train because he fled Australia. I mean, yeah. He's been save, trying to save koalas. Yeah, he yeah. saved a family of koalas. So he was like, I got to get off this train. Yeah. So he like gets the koala family to cling to him. Aww. And he jumps he jumps backwards off the train as they cling to his front. Oh, good. He's okay. okay. He, they, Are the koalas okay? Yes. They like rolled and- All five yeah, of nice. them are safe. And he took a, a bad beating. Well, sure. But he saved the koalas. He, he took the brunt beating. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get the, they, they evacuate all the passengers, but Derek still got the bomb on him. Oh, no, Oh, Derek. they got the bomb on him? It just hadn't gone off yet? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds like he needs Keanu Reeves. Derek, they're going to start World War Three if this train blows up in North Korea. And so like, as they're trying to get off, he pushes them away- and blows himself oh, up. Oh, he what? sacrifices himself mm-hmm. for humanity? He's a hero. Derek. Yeah. Oh. So the train just blows up in South Korea and no one cares? Well, Derek died, so Derek's family cared. And everyone else. I cared, Mikey. But the news just said it was like a derailment. Oh. oh the government always covering mm-hmm. things up. Derek, we salute you. Yeah, you're a hero. Brad was there. and He's afraid of trains because he was scarred by the train blowing up. So Brad. did he get off the train, though? Uh, he did, but he watched Derek's body blow up. In Derek's final act, he was doing the train whistle. Aww. So every time he hears one of those train whistles, it's like a single tear. Russell and Michael fled to their submarine, but they kidnapped one of the koalas. We'll see what happens next week on The Patreonicals. <laughs> now that we're done with this week's episode of The Patreonicals, <laughs> it is time now for our You Can Get It shout out. Yes, it is. Hey, guys, you truly can get it. Yeah, thank you guys you so much for supporting at the $25 level. You guys yes. will get your monthly shout out. Right, oh, now. right now. Yeah. Yay. So first up on our awesome, awesome list is Karoon. Karoon. Hey, Karoon. Thank you so much for staying with us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. After all we've put you through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and up next, we got Ash. Hey, Ash. Hey, guys. Ash is really awesome on Twitter, so you should make sure you follow her. Yeah, she's a pretty great follow on Twitter. Uh-huh. She is. She's delightful. We talk about a lot of horror movie stuff. Mikey is blushing, but she actually is great on Twitter, guys. So yeah, follow her on Twitter at, at A.N. Motes. M-O-T-E-S? I'm a slut for breakfast sandwiches. I mean, aren't we That's all? what it's always been, yeah. <laughs> I get it, though. I get it. I was just out in her neck of the woods this past week, and she actually sent me some recommendations for places to eat on Twitter. It was very nice of her. Oh, good. Uh, and up next is Kayla and Aaron. Hey, Kayla and Aaron. Kayla and Aaron. Yeah, they're very sweet. Kayla was the one that reached out and said she wanted to do the shout-out for her husband, and we mm. thought it was just so sweet that we say both of their names. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Aww. they're super sweet. Do you think now she's over it and she just wants her time in the spotlight? Yeah, yeah listen, Kayla, if you ever want us, like if maybe it's not a great month for the two of you, just <laughs> let us know. We can remove yeah, let me know. his name. <laughs> oh, no. Mikey, okay, I, I retract that <laughs> right, offer. exactly. I retract that offer. Speaking of happily married people, the next person up on the list is Veronica. 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 Yeah. Hey, Veronica. And she's been with us for a long, long time. She Thank has. you so much, Veronica. We love and appreciate your support. Veronica is awesome. She and I were just texting about Letterkenny because I've been watching that's that a show. That's great. And she's from Canada, I believe. Yeah, she right? said she knows some people that work on that show. Oh, no shit. That's great. It I is, know. It is a very funny show. And up next, we have our 
Last one, MTV. Hey, MTV. It's E-M-T-V-E-E. But yeah, MTV is wonderful. Yeah, even though she killed the radio star, we've forgiven her. Well, I'm personally fine with it. So that's it for our Patreon shoutouts, guys. Thank you so much for being either Burn It Down or You Can Get It Levels. And if you guys would like your weekly or monthly shoutouts, go to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin and sign up for one of our awesome levels there. Thank you guys so much. Do you guys hear that coming in the distance? Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like a a train. I don't hear anything coming in the distance. Oh, the train? Yeah, that train coming in the distance, yeah. Gross. Oh, wait, no, it's just the theme music. Oh, all aboard! It's like a sexist place. I don't know. Like, it's Dude, weird. What did he say about that? Place? I would have crashed that door. He was like, "It's awesome, isn't it?" <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> on your white penis. <laughs> Welcome to Horror Virgin, everybody. <laughs> Taking over. Oh, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey, and I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd. Which means I don't like scary movies, and you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made me watch the mm. Snowpiercer 28 Days Later collaboration, Train to Busan. All right. Have you guys seen this movie before? No. no. So none of us have seen it before. No. All right. Well, first impressions. What did you guys think about the movie? I loved it. It was so much fun and made me cry. <laughs> I loved it up until the end and then I hated yeah, it. Yeah, I had some problems with the endings, but I understand why they did that. I wish I would have done it better. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see it coming and I want yeah. it to be like an epic moment. We'll get there. I loved it, though. That The ending didn't bother me at all. No, I still think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And everyone said it was much scarier than I think it actually was. Like, I, it wasn't really scared. And we'll cover that in the scary scale. But it it just was a good, like, sort of action zombie movie, Mm -hmm. sort of in the realm of World War Z. Yeah. Which is not a great zombie movie, but it's still not super scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was like if World War Z were better. Yeah. Yeah. And in a foreign language, and I had to read it like it was a book. I loved it. Though. It was really intense. Though. Yeah, like and well acted. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, good. not necessarily super scary, but like there, I was really invested. And yeah, me too. Well, let's get to this fucking movie. Let's talk about it. Let's do. So, Jen, where does it start out? Seriously, what city does it start in? I was <laughs> uh, that was driving me crazy the whole time because I, I know they're know. trying to go to Busan, but where were they starting? I imagine it's Seoul, South Korea, but I'm not for sure. That checks out. I do know that there is an animated prequel to yeah, this I saw movie, that. and it's called Soul Station, like oh, well, spelled like sense. the city. So yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know, and I don't know if it ever really talks about where it is, but it's in a metropolis. It's in a it city. Is. That would make sense, because he does work in a big city, and the, when the movie right. starts out with the dad, it's like a big city setting. So that Seoul would make sense. Is north. It's close to North Korea, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Busan is in the south, like on the coast almost. The train is going 186 <laughs> miles per hour. Right. How long? And they said it take him an hour to get to Busan. Yeah, yeah, but how how but how big is Korea? I have, I have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> this is like the worst SAT question ever. That's I have true. no idea. Yeah. Well, let's get in this movie, Jen. So we started a checkpoint. Oh yeah, I forgot about all this. Yeah. So we started the checkpoint. And it's like a guy who's complaining about, oh, another quarantine or whatever. Right. And you he doesn't believe what they're saying. Again. Right. Yeah. 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 And he's not, he doesn't believe what they're saying. He's saying there was a leak at some factory, but he doesn't. So we already are setting up this we don't trust this, the authorities. Yeah. The government at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. SARS, swine flu, everything was really big in Southeast Asia. I think they talked about hoof and mouth disease yeah. specifically. Oh, but yeah, yeah. You're right. Hand and foot, Hand I think, and is foot. what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoof which and mouth. My kid has, <laughs> I mean, Foot and mouth is pretty common. Hoof and mouth is a very particular fetish version of hand, foot, and mouth. Furry version? Come at me, furries. Let's do it. I don't like them. Uh, I want to just. On the record. I want it on the record. All right. What if they were dressed as a koala? No. Hang on, Mikey. No. (laughs) Don't do this to my childhood. (laughs) All right. So this truck driver is not believing what he's hearing, and his phone's ringing in the side seat, and so he tries to lean over. Well, he's driving past the checkpoint. He's now driving away. 
Yeah, and but at, but he's distracted driving because he's trying to get to his phone, and then boom, 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 he runs over what we don't see yet, and then he gets out, and it turns out it's a deer. He's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I know. That's, that's exactly what I would do, too. Yeah. We've all run over something, and you're like, I hope that wasn't a ch- <laughs> child. Well, I found out last episode that there are no statute of limitations on running over things. So. No, not on manslaughter, Go on, Jen. Mikey. <laughs> yeah. When he hit that, I was sure it was a zombie. Yeah, I thought it was, too. That he was going to think it was a kid, and yeah, then it turned yeah. out to be a kid zombie. And yeah. technically, it was a zombie, but it was a zombie deer. Zombie deer. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. It was very, very cool. Mikey did not like how it stood up, though. He's like, those legs would be broken. Right. I didn't like that with the whole movie, because it's like, if your bone break, it's just physics. You like It happened to one zombie where his arm couldn't move anymore. But if you fall out of the helicopter and land on your legs, you can stand back up? I don't think so. It's zombie magic. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was very cool. I did too. And the zombie deer looks very, very cool. I kind of want a zombie deer spinoff sequel. It's like Zombambi. <laughs> so the mom doesn't die? Oh, no, she dies. <laughs> oh, no. And she comes back and uh-huh. wants revenge. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And then they take over the hunter camp. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so when you see Zombambi stand up, that's when it cuts to something else. Right. And yeah. it cuts to our main character. Heartless businessman. I'm just going to level with you. I'm having some hard times with his name. Yeah, I was worried episode. about that, too, when they were saying yeah. the names. Like, I'm pretty sure I know the daughter's name is Suan. Suan, uh-huh. And I'm so sorry if I butcher any of these names, but yes. the rest of the names, I'm afraid I'm going to butcher. Well, I think his name is Sikwu. Sikwu? Well, they yes. don't use the names a lot in the movie, either. No, they- he's called Asshole more than he's called yeah. his real right. name. Jerk. And to yeah. be Dad. fair, we don't know English characters' names most of the time. I feel like we do have a long track record of not knowing people's <laughs> exactly. names. Exactly. We know the daughter's name was Suan. Suan. Because that's the only name that's said throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah. So I called him dad and the other dad was Prego dad. Right. So we'll okay. see how it goes. But we apologize if we butcher some names and we would love to hear the correct pronunciations too. So I think the dad's name is Sikwu. And we pretty much learned that he is a manager at a financial organization mm-hmm. and he's sort of an a-hole. But I did, I did like his arc a little bit. I did too. Yeah, he does have a pretty aggressive arc because at the beginning of this movie, and this movie takes place over the course of maybe 24 hours. No, not even. Yeah, there's so no it, night But time. I mean, in that amount of time, it goes from he's like a businessman who's like a horrible dude mm-hmm. to him sacrificing himself for his daughter. So it's like a pretty yeah. huge arc mm-hmm. in a very well, short amount of time. Then not only that, the villain is like himself. So he has like confront like well, the worst, himself. Part, the yeah. worst yeah. parts of himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like that element mm-hmm. too. I like yeah. that. But he's still a terrible guy now and you can tell because he's eating Burger King. And so he's- <laughs> Something at- wrong with Burger King. <laughs> I also want to say there's something wrong with Burger King, although it is gross. So he's talking to, he's talking about stuff <laughs> business <laughs> business stuff and then his subordinate comes in i think he was dicking over some customers so the I individual so. investors called him and they're like he was like don't sell then he calls mr kim and he's like sell everything yeah, yeah but i think the purpose is to show that he cares about his profits more than he cares about his customers and that's kind of something that we see mentioned throughout the movie yeah. the fund managers put money ahead of everyone else right yeah. i mean and honestly that's their job Right. And guys, I'm going to link an article there. I have found two articles that there are a lot of um, elements to this movie that make really good commentaries on the social structure in South Korea. I don't really feel like I can speak too authoritatively about that. So I'm going to link this article. But if you know a little bit more about that, we'd love to hear. Yeah, it. we look at it more of an American lens, which isn't in this case too different, which is like hedge fund managers are kind of dicks. Yeah. yeah. I do understand your point because there are like some social yeah, there like are just class like, structures maybe mm-hmm. that I, I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing. Right. Well, I, I think but, there's yeah. like elder like with the with the women and then like yeah. how kids act. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's cultural things that we didn't understand. Well, the fact right. that when he goes back to his house... Uh, 
and you know is talking to his daughter or whatever she's just like hey i can go on the train by myself don't even worry about it Mm -hmm. that would never happen in america you would never let your daughter who's what eight ten i think ten okay Mm -hmm. you would never let your 10 year old daughter get on a train by herself all i'm saying is like in that area it's not weird at all to see those little kids on a train Mm. when i was in japan mikey oh you saw lots of little kids on trains. you've never been to korea so i thought we were gonna avoid this (laughs) i saw a lot of little kids on trains going to school and stuff it was wild mm, but it's normal they're honestly just much safer cultures one thing that's interesting is we we see so few guns in this movie too which we see stood one out to gun me. yeah it's the yeah. very end and it's held, held by a military person so anyways so he's talking on the phone to a woman um who find out is the mother of his child and it sounds like they're getting divorced although it's a little unclear if they're actually divorced but he's got her saved in his phone as ex-wife so i think that's pretty i may have missed saw this but i thought he was still wearing a wedding ring at the very beginning and i oh, guess really? I, I may have just missed seen it so don't quote me on that, this movie's but. great, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, like the news reports and people checking yes. their phones. There's like a news yes. stories on their phones, but we can't read Korean, so I feel like we missed some of the yeah. subtext of the I think movie. We probably and did, like, yeah. Like the wife on the phone, like we can't really tell. They don't. Their marriage isn't in a good spot. It's no. not. Yeah, yeah. She moved across the country, <laughs> right? Or maybe she's visiting her family. I don't know. But his daughter is living in his house with his mother, so yeah. the three of them are living together. And I think that that's common that the mom would live with the son. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a cultural thing in South Korea. I thought it was weird that the daughter was living with the dad, but there wasn't like a clear visitation schedule or anything. That's why I think, and they don't really answer that, right? I, I was sort of fine with it. I just sort of got the vibe that they were separated. Mm-hmm. Maybe her family lived in Busan and mm-hmm. she was staying with them until they got divorced or figured it out. And got right. Together, yeah, yeah. right? And the little girl, Suan, is still in school. So mm-hmm. leave her in school until the end of the school year or whatever happens with the divorce or not divorce and then figure it out. It's not good, though, because he gets home and we find out it's her birthday tomorrow. Yeah, but he gives her his present today. He does. Why? I think because she's sad. Because when he gets home, she's talking under the covers to the mom. Yeah. Um, and doesn't it sounds like she doesn't want him to know that she's talking to her mom. I guess they don't have a great relationship. But she's saying she wants to go see the mom tomorrow because it's her birthday. And that's what she wants for her birthday. Yeah. But she knows the dad's not going to be able to take her. And so I guess he's trying to cheer her up and say, well, you can't go see your mom on your birthday, but here's your present before your birthday. I'm not going to have anything for you on your birthday, but here you go. And so she opens it up and it's a we. Yeah. And then she just looks over at the one he got her for Children's Day this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, that not, sucks. Not a very thoughtful gift. Well, no. probably Assistant Kim got it for her. Yeah. You know, and that's why I didn't remember. I'm sure that's who bought it this one for her, too. Exactly. Yeah. I think that if Assistant Kim was actually a good assistant, he would have remembered that they already got her a Wii. So who's exactly. the real villain here, guys? It's almost like Kim was <laughs> saying, fuck you, this isn't my job. Yeah. You'll have to pay for this one. But so she says she wants to go see her mommy in Busan. And he says, well, I'm super busy now. Can we go later? Can we go next week? Or right, Just right. pushing it down the road. Yeah, and she's like, no, I want to go on my birthday. You always say tomorrow and lie to me. I won't waste your time. I'll just go by myself. And it's just, that's not what you want to hear. I love Suan, though. Oh, yeah. She's very like, this is what I want. I'll Mm -hmm. do it by myself. I don't care if you go. Right. Just let me go. And she's Mm -hmm. got a good heart. I think she does. Yeah, she's great. And this actress is amazing. Yeah, she does a very good job. I think this movie could have been pretty bad if that role was not perfect. Exactly. She nailed it. 
outacted some of the adult actors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, honestly, the villain in this movie is sort of not great. In the elderly ladies as well. Well, they're not super elderly. They're <laughs> we'll like 35 year old. Okay, okay, okay. It we'll looks like there. you're going to a play and like they're yeah. just like, we need you to look old. So they put a great <laughs> wig on you. Have you seen the TV show Glow? Yes. The, the ladies uh-huh. who dress up as the old ladies. <laughs> the tag the, team. Yes. <laughs> that's what these two ladies look like. And honestly, the acting was good. Yeah, from but. From then. But it, it just was silly to see these like 33 year old ladies in like gray wigs and like old makeup on. Okay, so now he's packing for the trip and his mom is kind of giving him some shade about not throwing his marriage away so quickly. But she's like, oh, I'm sure you know what's best, son. He's not packing for his trip. He goes into his room Mm -hmm. and he gets on his laptop and starts to do some work again. And that's when his mom comes in and gives him shit about marriage shouldn't be thrown away that easily. Mm. It's something you should fight for. And then she's like, but I'm sure you know best. Mm-hmm, I was only married to your father for 60 years no, until he died. She throws more shade than that. I forgot what exactly what she said. She throws some shade on him, yeah. She goes, I know it's an important time for you at work. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But you miss the recital. It's also an important time for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Which is shit. shade, but it's also true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. honestly, Jen, the best shade is the truest shit. It's true. And so then she leaves the camcorder of shame. And so he opens it up and he sees his daughter singing in a recital. And she's singing in front of her class and it doesn't sound very good. And she's not into it. And she stops. And then people start laughing and... Oh, it just broke my heart. And then she looks right down the barrel of the camera, mm-hmm. and you see his reaction to her looking at the camera like, oh, mm. I'm a bad dad. I know, man. It, it just made me feel so bad for that little girl, too. And you can hear the grandma saying, no, it's okay. It's okay. Keep yeah. going. Oh, but she's watching that recital, and it's just, oh, it breaks my heart. Oh, yeah. She can't sing. Yeah. She actually can sing, because at the can. end, she's singing it very well. Right. She it's... was just, like, so sad. Her dad ghosted her mm-hmm. at the recital that she just w- was not putting her heart and soul into it. No one said the words, I loved you. You in the whole movie. Oh, I didn't even notice that, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think all the dramatic goodbyes. Yeah. I think it's acted in a way that you can tell that they no, love the other people. Absolutely. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The, the words are not there. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that mm-hmm. though. But yeah, that's a good point. All right. So now it's the next morning and they're dry and it's before the sun comes up. And so they're driving and we're assuming that they're driving to the train and that he said that he's gonna take her because he feels guilty about missing the recital. And it's her birthday, and that's the dad. Yeah, thing stop to do. being a monster. Exactly. Yeah. So they're driving and he's talking to her and giving her shame for not finishing her song. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's working through some stuff okay. today. And then an ambulance and lots of emergency vehicles to start driving by. Oh, and really they almost fast. crash into him, yeah. They do, yeah. And he's like, oh, I think something might be happening. Well, yeah, because you look over at the office building and one of the floors is completely engulfed in flames, mm-hmm. which I'm not quite sure why it was just one floor was engulfed in flames. But I don't know. But we never hear yeah, about that anymore. Yeah, we never find anymore, out why. So. It could have been unrelated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I left something. I, 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 oh, geez. I silverware the microwave accidentally. He looks over at the building on fire. He's like, oh, I guess that apartment was haunted. <laughs> True, yeah. It's the only explanation. Um, so now they get to the train station and we see basically our cast of characters boarding this train. So we see the captain, we see the two the train captain? attendants. The conductor. conductor. The conductor. I'm not exactly sure about train lingo. It's conductor. He's it's conductor. like a symphony. He's, He's the my conductor. He's favorite yeah. character in the whole film. He is the best. I love the conductor. You yeah. don't see him a whole lot, but he does above and beyond for this train, man. I spent the whole movie like wondering what this movie would be like in the Thomas the Tank Engine universe. Duh. There's zombies on the ground and they are running towards our speed and train. Now they're in compartment two. Throw the rich man off. I love it. Listen, (laughs) we watch a lot of Thomas in the South. That would have been so much better. I did not recognize that tune at all, but I loved it. It's been stuck in my head for about five years. Nice. 
Thomas plowed through hundreds of more zombies. Yeah. And was happy to help the three passengers still alive. He was. James and Percy at his side. But Percy came on fire and derailed. No, not Percy. Derailed. Diesel. Diesel probably caught on fire. Diesel tends the bad guy. <laughs> All right. So they get to the train station and they're getting on the train and we see the captain who's in front and we see the two train attendants, one who has a slightly askew scarf. And um, so the other train attendant helpfully fixes that for her and just tells but, her what to do and she but fixes right. it makes it look a lot worse which i thought it's my least favorite part of the movie it's a skew <laughs> that's your least favorite part because it was like looked like an ascot it did and it was like it was evenly distributed and then yeah. he's like uh, adjust it and then it turns it all the way to the right and it looked ridiculous no when you turn it to the right it's meant to imply how fast the train is because it got blown to the side <laughs> i do like that mikey is like an old man yelling at kids for like cocking their hat to the side right exactly now. <laughs> pull up your pants kid so we got flight attendants and and flight the, attendants? I don't think you know I've how trains flight work. Flight attendants, so many times. Train attendants. Yeah, they're like train attendants. Right. They, they work there. They have blue uh, uniform jacket, right? All right. And then we've got a baseball team getting on, and there's a girl who says she's the cheerleader. And I get, I, I think they're together. Uh, it's kind of a little hard. to She's tell. definitely with the team. Like I, yeah. I got the impression that they may have been like a school team. Yeah, I think like so. a high school age mm-hmm. school team. And she was wearing one of the jackets from the mm-hmm. school. So and I think she I likes. I called him shy baseball guy. Yeah, I called him shy baseball. Guy. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like they're a little bit together. It seems like they're really, really close friends, but mm-hmm. there really isn't like any sexual tension between them. No, because she sits friends. down and was like, you know, I have a thing for you and you're going to have to deal with it. And the other guys started like making accept fun of her, accept yeah. her. It but, was which, a little yeah, weird. Yeah, but he's too shy. Which yeah. I think probably doesn't translate to accept her, accept her. I think it was definitely have sex with her, have sex with her. <laughs> that's definitely what it is. If you were wondering, Mikey, that's probably what it translates to. Nobody fact check me. Well, okay, so when I was doing some of this research, one of the things I found is that basically the only way to do, like, you, it's really important to marry well in this society. And so young love is almost more of like a family obligation because if you marry well, that person can help the rest of the family. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that dynamic that I just don't totally understand. So you think he may have been like a rich kid and she was into him because he came from family money? Or Yeah, or maybe like they're kind of being like, set up. But I, I don't know. Read that. I read that she had a huge crush on him. He liked her but was shy. Yeah. That's the way I read it too. Because right. they generally care about each or other Or maybe he wasn't super into girls, but he loved her like mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like he had like they were really really good friends regardless of whether he was into women or just super shy he could just right. be sensitive to us. yeah he could just be super shy but yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong if you get the impression that he's gay i don't think there's anything wrong oh, no. with him being like a, a gay character it's just not really talked about but they are basically together for the rest of the yeah, movie through they, this i mean point. in my mind they may as well have been boyfriend and girlfriend at this exactly, point exactly yeah yeah and then we also see two old sisters eating an egg. And those are the two old sisters that could also be tag teaming in <laughs> Glow season two and three. Um, and so now we have the father and daughter get on. Yes. And he finds out that there's a situation report at work and something's going on. But we don't find out too much about that. Yeah, just Kim calls him and says, hey, there's something going on. And he's like, cool, give me a situation report. I should be back before lunch. Because it really right. is just an hour to Basan, an hour back, right. and he's going to go back to work. And then we also see a sick woman get on the train right before it takes off. And yeah. I don't think think anybody else sees this happen but she's on the train and it leaves yeah she like seriously like
like hobbles on the train mm-hmm. and, and then like, just oh. like sort of lays down in the section like right in between cars. Yeah. And we start to see a couple of other weird things happening like the conductors looking up the hallway and seeing a bunch of people filming something we can't see. Yeah. And then Suan sees somebody get jumped as the train starts to take off that we don't really see what's going on. Yeah. As they pull away, you see like Suan's looking out the window and everyone else is just like looking forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she sees someone get jumped on right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's when I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's she about turns to-, to her dad, father of the year, who's already asleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't bother me. It's early in his defense, but yeah, you should stay awake. And mind your child who's about True. to go wandering down an effective At least train. wait for the train to start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the injured girl is in the bathroom and there's like some black vein stuff in her leg and she's trying to make a tourniquet and she's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's. I mean, the tourniquet is the reason she doesn't turn immediately. Right. Because she walks through a car full of people mm-hmm. all like making these weird sounds and like just like stumbling down the hallway and she's just not they're not even noticing her right well she flops down that car that, yeah. yeah she falls she, at the end yeah she thriller-esque popping locks a little bit too dude when she turns and the way she stands up the zombies in this movie do an amazing job okay so now we find Mr. Rich Evil Man and he says there's someone in the bathroom and I thought for a minute it was gonna be the injured you think it's woman the girl yeah right but it's not it's somebody who's experiencing homelessness and I don't know if we ever find out his name Mister. Yeah, his his name is Homeless Man. That's what his character is credited He's as. as that? Okay. Yes, he is experiencing homelessness, and that's the way we like to refer to him, but the movie actually credits him as Homeless Man. But anyway, so the rich COO of whatever corporation it is mm-hmm. takes a train attendant to the bathroom where the homeless man, as he's billed, is, mm-hmm. but also... Suan is like looking for a bathroom. Right. And on her way, she runs into the Mikey allegory in this movie. <laughs> I called him Weird Dad for a while. Yeah, this is the husband of the pregnant lady, right? He, he looks like me, acts yeah. like me, and talks like and me. And I think both of you would punch zombies if given the chance. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am alone. So, like, if Mikey had achieved all of the things that he wanted to achieve, they would be the same place. Yeah. yeah. He's the Mikey once Mikey gets an adventure jacket. Oh, I Mikey, do- that's what you're doing wrong. That blazer is blazing. It is. It is a blazer. It is an adventure coat. You and I need like leather jackets that just say adventure jacket on the back. So the husband of the pregnant lady is like outside and like making sure no one goes into the bathroom where she's there. Yeah. And so he tells Suan to go to the next one down. So the father wakes up because he got a call from work saying there's a big situation now and it's nationwide and the train attendants, they found the lady who was flopping around. Well, yeah, the lady train attendant did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was like calling for a medical alert mm-hmm. and then while she's doing this that lady does a really eerie stand up behind her yeah, man. and then jumps on her and starts like attacking her mm, I called her not quite a zombie for a little bit and then I called her definitely now a zombie <laughs> yes that's <laughs> absolutely what happened that is her story arc mm-hmm. for sure but it's awesome so they're all watching this chaos on the news and the old sisters are saying oh people will riot over everything back in the day you'd get re-educated for that <laughs> yeah I hate school so I'd hate to go back that's not what they're talking about Mikey mm, yeah. that's definitely what they're talking about I'm going to refer you to just history in general. (laughs) (laughs) And so train attendants got her back to not quite a zombie yet. And then she sits and like stands up behind her and it's so cool. And daughter is still wandering around trying to find the the bathroom. And now zombie, who's definitely a zombie.
zombie now is attacking the train attendant and she like like on her back down into the middle of the aisle and you can't quite tell what's going on yet Oof. until she like knocks her down and chews the fuck out of her neck and like rips up and you see like just blood and like like zombie neck parts going oh. everywhere no one likes a hickey and then <laughs> and like five well, seconds later she's a zombie who starts attacking other well people. yeah and this is when the baseball players get a lot of them get turned here right because it's just zombie madness now everybody's yes. attacking everyone else they turn quick they're like 28 days later like you said mm-hmm. but also i think the zombies get up when they fall down they, they get up like insects who fall down they like flip up and do weird stuff with their legs yeah it's awesome that's what i mean like they hired either dancers or athletes to do these zombie parts yeah it's like circus oh no <laughs> <laughs> but so the daughter and the dad are both seeing people running down the train and they both kind of keep missing each other and then he sees her and he picks her up and she's got her face because he's running away from the zombies and he's picking her up she's looking at the zombies coming forward and forward and forward and it's so many and yeah it's, it's insane super intense yeah i didn't watch the trailer but i've heard good things about this movie i thought the movie would be like most of the people in the train were alive and they're like yeah. dealing with the zombie apocalypse i didn't think in the beginning of the movie the zombies would be on the train yeah mm-hmm. and it starts with them on the train yeah. like there is no right. time period where everyone on the train is safe right right yeah. this is when the wife comes out of the bathroom when we realize that they're together and she's pregnant yeah, yes. he has a pregnant wife yeah and they haven't named their baby because she's saying that the baby inside her's name is sleepy yeah. for now because the mikey dad who is lazy has yet to name their baby it's an important decision. <laughs> You're not lazy. It's not one to be rushed into. Right. Hun. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so the dad, they're all starting to run. Really, it is. They're running for their lives right. and trying to close the doors behind them because the zombies are about to get them. But, but we learn at this point that this movie is going to focus on pregnant lady, Mikey equivalent. Yeah. Businessman dad. Suan. Suan. Mm-hmm. Homeless guy. And that's like and rich man, rich man, rich those, man. Those terrible. are your like main characters. Well, yeah, right. and the cheerleader the and baseball yeah, couple, baseball, yeah, cheerleader yeah. and baseball couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So those are our cast of characters. Everybody, right. we've landed on some nicknames. All right, but so as um, Prego Dad is who I kept calling him. So as he's trying to fight the zombies off, Sequu and Suan kind of Sequu. Sc- that's evil dad. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Businessman dad. They kind of sneak past and so they get ahead of this couple and they're in oh, the train yeah. to safety and then he shuts the door right on the pregnant lady. Yes. And I think the daughter sees and she goes up and opens the door and lets them in and then they close it just in time. The dad changes his mind and opens the door again but it's only when the Mikey equivalent makes it to the door. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, they close the door and it's like mm. the zombies don't open, they don't know how to open the door. And right. The zombies right. are all banging on the train. It's like the separation. They're like smashing their face yeah. into the, mm-hmm. I guess, plexiglass or plastic. Right. You know, but they door. don't know how to open the door. Right. right. And right. they can't figure out how to lock it, but they're like, just let it go. I don't think they know how. And then so they my equivalent was like, I think you owe me an apology, bro. That was kind of a dick move. Yeah. But not after Prego is a genius and just squirts some water and some newspaper on that door. Yeah. She peppy out of machets, the door closed. <laughs> Which I, I like this part because the zombies immediately go docile. Yeah. Um, so they're like very animal. Like if they don't see you, you don't exist. Right. Right. Instead of like knowing there's someone behind the door. If they can't see, you it's just not there i think this was my favorite version of zombies that I, we've seen so, I think far. so too they seem to have clear logic for how yes. you could hack them yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know so like you were saying pregnant dad was like dude you owe me an apology now you shut the door on my pregnant face i want to say that this is not arnold schwarzenegger oh. this is this is a <laughs> man whose wife is pregnant that she yeah. keeps calling pregnant dad. but there were two dads and this is how i differentiated between them right just say mikey dad because well, yeah, he's like a stocky dude yeah and, he's a stocky dude um, dresses well and anyways so mikey 
dad says, maybe I should feed you to the zombies. Okay, so now they're watching the news, and they're saying, um, we're no longer going to be stopping at the next stop. And the rich man gets really mad about that. Then we get a call from dad's mother, who's uh, Suan's grandmother. Yeah, the lady we met in his apartment. Right. And she's breathing really weird, and she's asking him to please take care of Suan. And and then she turns a little mean, and she says, I love her so much, but she only wants her mom, that bitch. Yeah. And then she zombie sounds and hangs up. I thought it was very nice for the zombie to hang up so he didn't have to hear her being a zombie. Right. I thought this phone call was the mom. But he answers it and he says mom. Yeah. And he says, then, hi, mom. And then when he hangs up, or I guess his mother hangs up, Suan says, is granny okay? Yes. Okay. Well, this makes more sense. And the mom could be alive. And she, it's, all, it's all good. Yeah, see? We actually don't know if the mom's still alive, but she we is don't. in Busan, and Busan is where they're Busan heading because safe. that's safe, right? Yeah. So I think right. the assumption is that she is alive. Okay, that's great. That makes me happy. Good so news. they pass by a station that they're not going to stop at, and we see like regular people starting to run up to the glass and like start to be like, let us on, let us on, let us on, let us on. And then immediately get eaten by zombies. Yeah. And it's really rough. Well, you say eaten by zombies, but they the zombies don't eat you. They bite you until you turn, then they mm-hmm. leave you alone, which I sort of liked. They don't, like, devour yeah, they don't, like, each devour other. they like, devour you, yeah. yeah. I think they're snackers. Yeah. You know? They, they don't like to graze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. So now we're seeing chaos and car crashes on the road, and we're seeing zombies walking through aisles. So we're kind of seeing the scope of this devastation. We hear news voiceovers that there are riots and that they're shutting down key districts, and it's a state of emergency. And then we see some videos that are awesome, like people falling from the sky and then immediately getting up. Do you see this kid do like this sick little skateboard trick? (laughs) I mean, you see helicopters with zombies hanging on them, zombies falling off and like, it's raining men. Hallelujah. (laughs) It's raining men. Wait. They're They're zombies. zombies. (laughs) And then those zombies stand up after falling, I don't know, 40 feet. And then just yeah. attack these kids who should be in school. <laughs> so these kids are like filming themselves doing skateboard tricks, hoping to become famous doing skateboard tricks. And then these zombies rain down from the sky and they actually do end up going viral. You mean they get infected <laughs> by the zombie yes. virus? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. It's not the way they wanted it. And no. their video not goes viral. like this. <laughs> He's dying. He's like, like, share, right. <laughs> comment. Worth uh, it. But one of the things they're saying is, to the best of our knowledge, your safety is not in jeopardy. That's what the news people are saying, because the news people are shills for the government. But it's cool, because the juxtaposition of the news saying that, and then you seeing what is actually going on around them is awesome. Uh I actually really like this scene, because the phone service never goes out in the film. Right. So they're like like on Reddit or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, it's a zombie apocalypse. Right. Mm -hmm. They're like, search keyword zombie. Yeah. (laughs) Then they're all on their phones, like, like looking at it, and they're like, oh my god. Yeah, like it literally <laughs> yeah. is the president like, guys, don't worry about it. Everyone calm down. And like they look on the phones and the phones are like, we're fucked. <laughs> Everyone's dead. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the Instagram stories were very depressing. But one of the things the news is saying is don't listen to unfounded rumors. So that's what they, that's how they yeah, get Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what they would say. Yeah. Exactly. Because they're the government. Now we're on the train and everybody's, they're having a moment of safety. So they're kind of relaxing and kind of getting a little more comfortable with each other. This is when we have the conversation about what they're going to name the baby and and she, Suan, gives up her seat to one of the elderly sisters so they right. can sit together. And this is when the dad and Suan are like having this conversation with the dad's like a real shitbag saying, right. in situations like this, only look out for yourself. 
when he said that to her, I said, man, I bet that's why she he, left. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> and and I bet that's why his wife left. And Sue Wan literally goes, you're not a great guy. Right. This is why mom left. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, damn. Like, well done. All right, cool. Well, and while he's away, the pregnant dad, Mikey dad, is talking to her and is like, your dad's a fund manager, right? A blood sucker. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I know everybody. You know, because the wife is like, don't say that. Yeah. Friend, that's her dad. And she's, she's like, like, no, nah. I get it. He's, a, he's like, a horrible your, dude. Your dad's kind of a dick, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. We don't have to talk about it. It was actually really sweet because I, th- I think there's no prouder moment as like a father when like if your kid gave up a seat for the elderly, I'd be like, oh, yeah. wow, I have a good kid. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know how that happened, but they turned out all right. Despite right. me. And he grabs her. He's like, in this situation, only look out for yourself. You did not need to give your seat up to that elderly lady who's actually 33 with a gray wig on. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's not even old. <laughs> but this is what I was kind of reading about, about how the social hierarchy is like really complex and ruthless. And so, I mean, you could look at it as he's trying to teach her how to protect herself in this world. I'm not saying it's right, but he could be saying you've got to take care of yourself because you can't depend on anybody else to take care of you. And I think the moral of the story is that he kind of overcomes that thinking. But I think I think in saying that he thinks he's protecting his daughter. So but he's calling his partner and he's saying he's like trying to figure out what's going on. And they're saying if you get to off at the next stop, which is where the conductor just told them they were going to get off, you're going to be in quarantine. And so he's saying, okay, well, we don't want to be in quarantine. Can you send somebody to go get him? And so the partner's saying, okay, don't go to the main square, go to the east square. Yeah. And so the homeless man overhears this conversation too. They all is, just call him Mr. Do they, Yeah, I think they call yeah. him Mr. Maybe we'll call him that. Um, okay. And so now they're getting to the next stop and it looks like they're deserted. And so they're all getting off and kind of shuffling along and they're going to the main square. So everybody's getting off. Also, this is where everybody deserves to die. The, lots of bad decisions were made. That is this, true. In this sequence. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. I think sometimes you can kind of give them a little grace of like, I just don't know what to do. I want, I'm in a moment of safety you know if it's us three are stuck somewhere and we were just like just got off a mass transit device where actual zombies were there we have a hundred percent evidence that there are zombies i'd be like i don't know if we should just walk like this we should be really cautious and careful and move very slow and like let's go up get a lay of the land yeah that's one thing i would have done too is like get as high as you can and look around you in all directions or like see there's no one here so this is a bad sign well, especially because you don't see any military coming to get them. Right. Well, and they were told the military was there protecting that station, and right. then there's no one there to meet you. Right. We're going to roll on through, dog. And the scene gives it, I mean, like, there's a bad feeling in the scene from the jump. Right. And they were walking past the train car with all of the zombies in there, just kind of smashing against the glass, and it's really eerie. And so now the daughter is doing what we were saying. He's taking her a different way. So he's like, we're going to go to that East Square, and people are going to pick us up. And she wants to go tell everybody else. Right. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. We got to get away by ourselves because yeah. then other people will try to take the safety that I think that we've got us a plan for. But he sees Mr. down the corridor and Mr. is following them and he overheard and he says I'm going that way too. I don't want to go into quarantine. Yeah, because well, he, he overheard that phone call. Yeah. And she wants to go tell everyone else but before oh and this is when she says that he only wants to take care of himself and that's why mom. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So at this point you start to see both parties or both groups of mm-hmm. people see what happened to the military people who were like guarding the station. So the train pass who are going down like the escalators down mm-hmm. to like the ground level see all of the zombies who are now like military personnel like mm-hmm. attacking them right yeah. and then you see mister and the main character dad and suan mm-hmm. see 
one soldier who is not turned, but he's like, help me, help me, mm-hmm. help me. And then this zombie just jumps on him. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then they all start running back to the train. Right. Well, and the escalator is going down yeah. into oh. this horde of zombies yeah, chasing them. Screwed. Terrifying. Well, yeah, and Mikey dad grabs his pregnant wife and tosses her, not tosses her, but picks her up and puts mm-hmm. her over the yeah. escalator onto like the regular stairs. He's like, she we gotta get out of here. Yeah, that's right. exactly what you should do. Those who did not jump onto the stairs get just meat cleavered into mm-hmm. zombies. Yeah. Oh, it's like a conveyor belt into zombies. But if exactly, I was there, exactly. I would have waited for them to go down the escalators before I went down the escalators. Well, I wouldn't go on an escalator. No, please. Oh, it's terrible. And everybody's getting swarmed and everyone's getting attacked. And Mikey dad is getting attacked and Suan's dad is getting attacked. He's trying to run and get his daughter, but you just see her standing there like staring at her dad and all of these zombies coming up behind her. And it's just, she just looks so small and vulnerable. I thought that was the most intense scene probably. It was one of them, yeah. Like one of the top. That may have been the time I was the most scared. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right before she gets devoured by one of the zombies, Mikey dad punches that zombie in the face Uh and just knocks it the fuck out. It's amazing. Well, and so that couple kind of take her with them and they just run to safety. (laughs) And father is getting attacked by a zombie and he books him in the mouth. He finds the only good purpose for a book (laughs) and shoves it in the zombie's mouth and then gets him off of him, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he somehow kind of fights his way out. And then the Mikey dad is like at the door about to close. And he's like, hey, asshole, hey, asshole, come <laughs> yeah. on. Well, he's given the opportunity to do what, what he, father, mm-hmm. Suan's father did to him earlier, but does not do it. He leaves the door open and lets father of Suan to come through. And then they close it and they're trying to like lock it the whole time. Right. And this is when they separate. This is when the daughter and the pregnant lady separate from Mikey dad and uh, Suan's father. And, and baseball guy. And, baseball yeah, boy and is baseball right guy is with father and Mikey dad. And so in little chunks, they start getting onto the plane in little groups at the various train. points. Yeah, because the train is now, it's not moving yet, but they're getting but the back on. like, all aboard, motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. Get out yeah. of here! And the conductor's the, amazing. The conductor oh, honestly yeah. should have left five minutes ago, mm-hmm. but he stays literally until like the last second. Right. He's amazing. I love the conductor in this movie. Well, and the rich evil man is trying to get him to go already, and he's like, no, there are still people there, there are still people yeah. there, but then he does start to move it, because I think he kind of bends to the pressure of this rich dude. Well, and also, when you see a shitload of zombies running at you, you're going to do your best to get away from them and save yourself. But anyway, so they get back on the train. So the, the pregnant lady and Suan get back on the train. Are they with the... Um, the elderly women. The sisters. They are with the sisters. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. And they end up getting... Because at a certain point, zombies are falling through the glass window on top of the train. Oh, yeah. And it like pouring in. And it's very World War Z, although I think it's done more effectively here. So the sisters get separated at this point. They're separated into like three different places now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you've got the rich people compartment. You've got Suan, the pregnant lady, and one, and of, one the of the sisters. sisters right? And the homeless man just barely gets on. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they sort of pull him on. Oh, right. He's he's with them. Yeah. And I think her. one yeah. of the sisters is with the baseball girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With the rich people. Yes. And then you see Mikey dad, father. And one of the baseball kids finally locked the door. It's actually a bunch of the baseball kids, right? They're still at the door. Yeah, they're at yeah. the door, but they're locking the top of it. Uh-huh. And then they lock the top of it. And then almost immediately the glass breaks. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they should have just, yeah, whatever. And then like four of the baseball kids are running first. Yeah. And they get attacked and just killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the baseball, like the main baseball character kid is like just sitting there like, holy shit, what is happening to my right. friends? And then uh, Suan's dad is like, hey, idiot, get up. We got to go. Right. And he picks him up and they run to the 
the train. And the train is moving. And this part was awesome. Because it was. the train's moving really fast. Yeah. And they're running next to it. And they jump on. And Baseball Boy gets on. And then Suan's dad gets on. And then Weird Mikey dad gets oh, on. Oh, yeah. He, and, but he takes a quick detour to pick up like a seat shield and, and a stabby weapon or something. I it's, know. Like a, it's like a baton. I know. But I thought you don't he know was going to sacrifice himself Me at too. that point. And yeah. then you see him pick up like a riot shield and a baton. <laughs> because what you don't see is the zombies like running at from the other <laughs> side of the train. So he's got this like riot shield just barrels into him and knocks him over. And then he gets on the train with the riot shield and baton. Still wearing his adventure jacket. He did all of that in business casual attire. <laughs> he got a pocket square, he had a scarf. Like he did it all with mm-hmm. a blazer pocket square scarf. Gets on the train after barreling through zombies. Looking like a million bucks. I have a lot of trouble with pocket squares. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so now they're back on the train and we kind of have a minute to reassess where everybody is. Right. And this is where it sort of like lays the land that is currently like now going on. And you've exactly. got the rich cabin and they're pretty much safe, right? They are. And you yeah. see them like using a fire extinguisher to like spray down the glass mm-hmm. in between the, the cars so the zombies can't see them. Right. Uh, and then it shows, you know, the dads where the dads are with mm-hmm. the baseball kid. And then they're sort of safe, but both cars on either side have zombies. And then we see the pregnant lady, Suwon, and one, one of, of the, the sisters. sisters. And Mr. Homeless Man. Yeah, and, and Mr. Mm-hmm. And they're like about to get eaten by a zombie because they just run into a bathroom and the zombies try and get them and they're like trying to close the door. So, and now the conductor's saying, we're not going to make any more stops. We're going straight to Busan. We're going straight to Busan. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a terrible idea. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never trusting anyone again. Um, and so this is when the girl and the baseball boy talk to each other. And That's they realize right. they're both still on the train, That's right. but they're separated. So she knows that he's still a factor in this too, which is going to be important in a little bit. This is when the daughter is calling the dad and she's saying, get over here quick. We're stuck in compartment 13 bathroom right and they're in compartment nine (laughs) right yeah and the wife is like get the fuck over here what are you doing (laughs) and i did say like let's move with some urgency because they're just kind of trying to make their plan because they see the zombies in the compartment that they were running to yeah so they know they've got to get through those zombies to get to this people to save them and baseball man has a really great plan i thought they were gonna go on top of the train they don't have the budget for that (laughs) so now baseball guy's got his plan and so he's unwrapping his gear and he's starting to like they're wrapping their arms and this is when they all start taking their jackets off because they've been business casual all the way up here yeah it's about to get serious serious (laughs) yeah but it's really cool and i love all three of these men in this movie i think they're amazing they're great yeah but they do wrap up their wrists Mm -hmm. and they um they're sort of like are deciding we're gonna go save uh pregnant lady suan and the homeless guy or mister Mm -hmm. and we're gonna have to go through cars of zombies to do that so mikey dad is gonna go first and he's got nothing but wrist wraps and Mm -hmm. fists of fury (laughs) and he's going first into these cars Uh and then you've got boxing yeah i mean that's why i thought it was you the whole time (laughs) anyway and then suan's dad has got the riot shield and he's Uh next and then the baseball kid's got a bat and he's holding up the rear making sure no one comes from behind them and is really the one who's i think sort of killing the zombies as they're getting knocked down right because as they're going through mikey dad is just haymakering them down Uh he like ceiling slams one i I literally looked at mikey and said this has become a superhero movie yeah (laughs) because he becomes like super strength it's awesome but he, he is sort of jacked like when he takes that jacket off i'm like oh he actually is 
pretty mm-hmm. muscular. Because at first he looked just sort of like chunky. Yeah. But no, he's like muscular. I relate muscular to this character big. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So he's like just haymaker on them left and right. And uh, Suan's dad is like pushing them with the riot shield. And then the bat guy is just beating their heads in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it is awesome. It and is. super intense because they're just plowing through this car, f- car full of zombies. Yeah. The next car they go into is the one where it's the baseball kids, yeah. right? So the guy who was like super effective with the baseball bat, who's the, the baseball kid, mm-hmm. is like frozen in fear of right. having to hurt his friends. I wrote, oh no, it's his baseball team buddies. <laughs> and then I wrote, dads take it. Because yeah. I think the dads both kind of look at each other and they're like, okay, we get it. Let's beat some Yeah, but then shit. they both get pinned down, and it's they just do. this baseball mm-hmm. kid who can save them, and he doesn't. I was so disappointed that they didn't have him like come have to action redeem here. Himself. Yeah. yeah. It's the, I don't really think he needed redemption for it. It's just he never overcame his fear of yeah. his friends yeah. uh, or having to hurt those I, who once were his friends. I would love to fight a high school baseball team. <laughs> you heard that here? <laughs> Let's do it. Any high school baseball team want to fight Mikey, you reach out to us. Oh. I'll be the MC for the event. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I think I could take down a mo- At least half absolutely not what if they have baseball bats they're in shape they have like 18 year old strength you're done for also why do you want to fight teenagers kids today (laughs) but they're not they're not like how we were always wearing their ascots wrong (laughs) i mean always on my lawn (laughs) if i can fight can i fight them one at a time and then like do them all in a row like dickstown no no they're not just gonna wait for you no they come at you like zombies okay well they have baseball bats i mean you could run around the bases and fight each one in their positions less cardio the bat we we guys expend the energy on the fight less cardio the better <laughs> i'm not gonna be. run from them guys look out for mikey's self-published novel less cardio the better well, i'm not gonna <laughs> come to amazon waste my you. energy sprinting from the baseball team i need to save the energy for the fight so i think what does play to their advantage here not to get back to the movie guys <laughs> is that they are like limited at how m- the direction they can come in so it's right. like it's like 300 right so mm-hmm. they get to a very narrow passageway and then you're taking on sort of one at a time right, right. so right. that does sort of play to their advantage but the, they do realize as that kid is paralyzed in fear and mm-hmm. both dads are in the They're, corner being mm-hmm. held down by zombies. About to get bit. As they go through a tunnel that the zombies sort of lose all recognition of where they are and sort right. of what's going on. And, and they're the, able to sneak away. All mm-hmm. the zombies, their eyes change and they're like cloudy eyes. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. part of the zombie disease is cataracts. Yeah. So, so when it gets dark, they just can't see anybody Absolutely. anymore. Mm-hmm. What did you say? They have low light. I, I just said they have like low light vision. So in the dark, mm-hmm. they can still hear and they will attack something that makes a sound yeah but they cannot really see very well at all because at this moment this is when the baseballs all fall out diverting their sound and that's what allows them to leave the car to safety yeah and then when they're in that next sort of middle compartment before they go into the next car that's when they develop a plan right and that's when you see a suan's dad look at the train schedule and see Mm -hmm. when they're going to go through a tunnel next Right, yeah, yeah. And he and takes Mikey Dad's phone. So now they get into the corridor, they wait for them to get into a tunnel, they slide the cell phone down, and then they call it and play the terrible ringer. I did love, and Mikey brought up a good point, because they do walk deep into the car with the zombies, and then Suan's dad grabs... Mikey's dad's phone and like tosses it down yeah, yeah. and Mikey was like why don't you just drop it when you were walking in why are you making all this noise I don't know I thought it was funny he but just then, wanted to look cool yeah and honestly it does 
And then he calls it. It makes the horrible ringtone noise. <laughs> so like it plays Skibby D by a little big and then the zombies attack it yeah. and then they just kind of pass through. But this mm-hmm. is where they meet up with Mr. Suwon and the pregnant lady. Right. And one of the sisters. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. And so then they come out of the tunnel. They go into the other bathroom across the aisle. And this is when the dad, they're giving each other dad shade and he's saying, why do you have such a tacky ringer? And the dude's like, well, how do you change it? <laughs> yeah. And the kid makes fun of him. He's like, shut up, kid. No, no. It is, he like grabs the kid's ear. He's like, ah. <laughs> right. But it does seem like we have a nuclear family again. Yeah. Right. So like, like they've kind of bonded yeah. through going through this yeah. together. Yeah. So now the baseball girl gets a text from her friend. Yeah, because she's in like the rich one percenter compartment. Right. Oh, and yeah, she's yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. hey, it's okay. It's okay. They're coming. And this is when rich man's like, no, they're not because they're not me and I'm safe right now. Right. And we're not going to let them in because they might be infected. And you're starting to realize these people aren't going to let them into the safe compartment. And I understand where they're coming from because they have a moment of safety and they don't want to sacrifice it for strangers. I'm not saying it's okay. I can understand the logic behind what they're saying, but you shouldn't treat your fellow people like that. Right. So the dads and the baseball kid pull Mr. Pregnant Lady Suwon and the sister out of the bathroom that they're in. Mm -hmm. And then they start crawling across the baggage like lofts up the car where all the zombies are. Yes. And it is really cool. And I was like, that thing's not going to hold. Although I guess it has to hold a lot of baggage. You know, just like Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But so they're almost down and they all start getting down from this baggage claim area. But then the whole mister falls and they hear him fall, but he hides between one of the seats. And then the dad goes on to the seat across from him to kind of the maybe dad goes save back him. For him. This is yeah. the first time the dad puts somebody else in front of himself. Who's yeah. not his daughter. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And he goes back to save mister. Right. And then they and come then out, out of the, the tunnel. tunnel. And then mm-hmm. so they just like vanish into the seats because then the zombies turn around and look all the directions mm-hmm. and they can't see anything because they're hiding. And so Suan's dad is like, all right, we're going to go on three. One, mm-hmm. two, three. And like on three, Mr. Mm-hmm. Steps on a can. Yeah, man. And then orange crush. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. And their dreams of escape. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they just run. And right. Suwon's dad lets the homeless guy or mister go first. Mm-hmm. And they just barely make it because they get to the car where all the rich, safe people are. But this is when they realize that the door won't open. And we see kind of a pan away of like sheets tied together to barricade this door. And we yeah. see them holding the baseball girl so that she can't warn him. Yeah. There's like two cars in play here. There's right. the rich one percenter car that they can't get in. Safe car. Yeah. There's they're the not safe all car. Rich, they're just safe That's people. Fair. But the rich yeah. guy's in charge. Right. And so there's a car in between that has no one but our like Scooby gang uh-huh. there, right? And then we have the car. Zombie car. The zombie right. car. Our Scooby gang can't close the door between the zombie car and their car because they're like zombies in the door. Right. right. So you've got Mikey dad doing his best Hodor impression oh. while they're trying <laughs> to get in the rich car. Mm-hmm. And then when Suan's dad realizes that they're not going to be able to get in, he mm-hmm. goes back to help Mikey dad. And he like starts right. hitting the zombies in the door mm-hmm. with the, a, a bat. Right. And then baseball kid starts hitting the rich people's door with the bat too trying to get in and it all happens really really fast but this is the point where Mikey Dad gets bit but he's not turned yet and he's still like I don't think he quite realizes yet I think he realizes yeah he realizes he got bit and he's gonna turn yeah Yeah. because he starts talking to Suan's dad about it right yeah but so baseball bat guy is finally beating down the door and he finally gets through and then he runs into the little corridor and gets his arm into the rich person yes so there's still a doorway that they can close because he just smashed 
just one of those doorways. Right. But now it's zombies with like arms and like heads through the door into uh-huh. our Scooby Gang cabin. Right. And then it's our Scooby Gang with arms through yes. to the mm-hmm. rich person's cabin. And, and then, it's really cool how all of this is, is playing out. Yeah. It's super intense. The baseball girl sees her boy and then also the sister sees her sister. Uh-huh. And so they get up and char. The, the they start ba- helping. Yeah, they, they start helping. There's like there's a scuffle in the in the, mm-hmm. the safe cabin. They power their way into the safe cabin yeah. as dad and Mikey dad are trying to close it. And this is when they have the conversation. And um, Suan is walking out and the pregnant wife is walking up to her. And it's so sad. Right, and the, the pregnant wife's walking, walking towards her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crying. And- right. Crying because she knows because they think they all know. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And he's talking to Suan's dad and saying, take her and get out. Yeah. I'm going to hold, I'm going to be Hodor. Yeah, like, hey, safety, yeah. hey, asshole. I need you to go take care of my wife. Exactly. Yeah. I need, I need yeah. you to keep her safe. Oh, yeah. and then he yells to her the baby's name. And it's so sad. And so Sequu, uh, who is Suan's dad, yeah. says he's sorry. And then he lets go. And then uh, Mikey dad keeps yelling. And this is when he yells the baby's name, but he keeps fighting. And it's really sad when he changes, you know? Man, but, okay, but I love this because they do eventually break the door he's holding. Mm-hmm. And then he continues to punch them and like he hold does. them back mm-hmm. as Sequel runs mm-hmm. towards the door and mm-hmm. gets the pregnant lady and his daughter to safety. And then you see sort of him turning. Yeah. And then eventually he just they just fall on top of it. And him. it's like yeah. an avalanche, man. Yeah. Once he no longer is holding them back. Yeah. And I think you can kind of see like how much he had been holding so yeah. many zombies He's back. like a superhero. Okay, so now they are almost into safety, except one of the sisters is still not, she's letting everyone go before her. Yeah. And as she's smiling at her sister saying, hey, she gets zombied and pulled back in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that she's really making an effort to get in. I think she just realizes that this is the end for her because she's not going to make it. Yeah. But she sees her sister who's in safety and sort of smiles smiles at her mm-hmm. and it's like I'm glad you're safe I'm still mourning over my character's loss yeah, <laughs> but he, yeah. He did, I mean I did like him holding up he the goes zombie. out like a yeah. boss yeah. yeah yeah man it's really sad yeah. And so now they're in and they're safe, except the other sister didn't make it. And so now Seek Wu goes up and punches Rich Man in the face, yeah. saying, we could have saved all these people. This didn't need to be that big of a struggle. Fuck you. Yeah, because they were holding people out for minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have easily let everyone in and it would have been fine. Exactly. And so he says, ah, he's a witch. <laughs> Basically says <laughs> he's, that. he's infected. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's Look infected. Look at his eyes. It's it, the anger in his eyes. It's the infection. Exactly. There's no evidence at all but believe me yeah i did love his part because he's like well everyone who's not who wasn't in this car before you have to go to a car that's further away from the zombies right to isolate you guys mm-hmm. which seems like a dumb plan <laughs> and it turns out to be a dumb yeah plan. a yeah. really dumb plan anyway so our scooby gang yeah goes into that vestibule cabin or whatever the one that's a little bit further away but plus baseball girl yeah plus baseball girl right so they pick up one to their party and then as they get into that cabin and are safe you see this other sister look over and see her mm-hmm. sister who has now turned. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny because the rich people cabin are now trying to blockade the both doors. Well, no, they're only oh, trying oh, to blockade yeah. just our Scooby gang from yeah. being right. able to come back to them mm-hmm. which is, and not the zombie cabin. It's so dumb. They which is now just one guy, one homeless guy, a kid who's in a baseball uniform, a teenage girl, a little girl, and a pregnant woman. But they take their eye off the ball. Absolutely. Right. And then the sister who's still not a zombie walks over and is like, this is bullshit. 
I'm just uh-huh. going to let these zombies in to kill us all. Wait, I, this right. is a very questionable decision. I know, oh. And I know that cabin is full of dicks, but it's filled with a lot of scared people, too. Yeah, it's and a, a lot of women. There's a lot of women yeah. and children and stuff. She's a murderer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But I think, really, like this is just karma, because if they had let them in to begin with, this wouldn't have happened, because they all would have been able to get on board. Well, Mikey Dad would have still died. So, I mean, you could look at it as a very questionable decision, but I kind of look <laughs> at it as like your karma coming back to get you. Because because she goes and opens the door and the zombies just pile in and yeah. we don't even see it. We just see the blood hitting the like fogged out glass. Yeah, where our Scooby gang is yeah. now. Right. I thought it was I hilarious. Too. And that was, I was not expecting it. I, I wasn't expecting it. It's really just the rich guy who's the only bad person in that cabin. Yeah. She kills like 20 other probably decent people. <laughs> yeah, I can't make it all without breaking a few of them. Well, <laughs> but they all helped barricade that door. I know, that's true. And there but... was only one person who wanted to let this drivers in yeah so now we have the touching scene between the dad and the daughter and it's really sweet and it having a daughter who's roughly this age like when he was like holding her finger and then taking her hand and you see how small her hand is yeah oh he's saying it's her birthday and he's gonna take her to her mom no matter what and they're talking about both being scared and she says she thought she'd never see him again and she practiced this song just for him and that's why she couldn't sing it because he wasn't there and it's just such a touching moment and she's saying will you stay with me and he does. Well, and then we immediately see him leave and go call the mom. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't stay together very long, but it is a very touching scene. And I think we can see like this is kind of part of his arc is learning to right. like really be emotionally available to his daughter. And so then he does call the mom and it's unavailable, but he gets a call from analyst Kim, who's his subordinate that we saw at the beginning. He's saying something about Busan succeeds to primary defense, which I think is like saying Busan is safe. Yes. Because he's like, are you sure? Is that is that confirmed? Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, well, I don't care about that because this whole problem was started by bio tech which was the company in the centerpiece of their plan yeah and i'm not exactly sure how this all plays out i think there's some kind of corporate corruption thing to it that i don't quite understand but they're asking if it's their fault that all of this happened and they both feel guilty so now we get the train jerking and we see that there's a smoky wreck on the track so they can't go any further so they're kind of at a standstill but they're not at busan yet but they're sort of at a train station yeah, close to busan yeah. they are yeah yeah where there are lots of trains around right. Right, right. So conductor, best man in the movie, gets on the blower and he says, due to a track blockage, we got to get off and find another station. I'm going to go find us another working train. You guys stay here and then come to the train. That yeah, I find. it'll be on the furthest left track or whatever. Right. Whatever he says there. It's fucking amazing. I mean, periodically this movie is cut to him driving the train. He's like sweating, but like now he's like, I'm going to go get another train. For he is a left. conductor mm-hmm. of action. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he even knew what the violence was right. until they get to that first stop. And he's like, oh, OK. He's yeah. on the intercom and he's like, if there's any survivors, right. come follow me. And I'm going to go try to save you guys even if there is no one left. Yeah. He's running to go find another train. But this is when it cuts to the rich guy and the train attendant. Mm -hmm. And the rich guy's looking at the bathroom they're in and sees a zombie like right there. Right. And then he closes the door and the train attendant goes, is it safe? And he goes, yeah, it's clear. Yeah. Why don't you go first? You go first. And he's like, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And then as he opens the door, there's a zombie right there. And then rich dude pushes him into the zombie. Yeah. And then runs out as they all attack that train conductor. Oh, or he's the, an asshole. The train attendant. Yeah, he's a huge asshole. Mm-hmm. And then now begins the let's run to the train that the conductor's setting up for us. Right. And we see the rich guy running to find them. Yeah. But during this, we're also seeing our Scooby gang 
sort of get off the train and try and find a way to the furthest left track. Right. I think it's the left track or just to the train that the conductor is setting up for them. Right. And after the rich man um, pushed the train attendant to his certain death, he also let all of the zombies out because yeah, he, didn't he didn't close, close the, the door, door like an him. idiot. Yeah, he's, he's the an worst. Asshole. I want to kill him with my hands. And so now train conductor has found a train that's working and not blocked and not zombie filled, but not so fast. There's a fire train coming oh, for them. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. And so a train on fire, not a train that fights fires. It's diesel, but diesel's on fire <laughs> coming into the station. Hot diesel tin is the bad guy. Man. Yeah. The baseball couple sees the train and then there's like a big fire train wreck and it's really cool. And the train seems to fall on our Scooby gang. Except for the baseball couple. Exactly. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah, they start mm-hmm. crying. Everyone is dead except for us. Right. And I think this is sort of the, maybe a little bit of the redemption moment for the baseball guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's like, get up, idiot. We got to keep moving. We got to keep moving and he has been frozen by fear a few times in the movie Uh so I think maybe this is his redemption moment or his Mm -hmm. arc and so they find they get on the train they find a train but not so fast because now evil rich man is on there too and he pushes baseball girl back and she gets bit by zombies immediately and then he breaks the glass and goes out so now they're not trapped by that train wreck anymore and baseball couple he sees that she's been bitten and he's just holding her and crying and then she dies and then immediately bites him and it's so yeah, sad. Yeah, and he does. Ugh. Yeah, so the baseball couple's out now, just like the notebook, <laughs> murder-suicide. I do not sign on to that ending of the notebook. I just want to go on record. <laughs> it's canon. Yeah, it's yeah. fact. Uh, so now the rich man is on the track, and we see the dad waking up, and we see that they are trapped in a little pocket because the train did not crush them, but it trapped them in like a tilty yeah, train Yeah, like one trap. train is leaning against another train, right. and they are underneath the leaning over a train. Yeah. And yeah. right on top of them is glass, barely holding back tons yeah. of zombies. They're like beating on the glass yes. inches from their face. So they're trapped there. Now, Rich Man is running towards the conductor, and the conductor is trying to get onto the train. No, the conductor's on the train, and oh, the train starts right. to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the conductor sees the rich guy, and the rich guy rolls his ankle and uh-huh. is about to get eaten by zombies. And the conductor, who is awesome, I know, gets off the train as it's moving, goes and gets that guy up, and then the rich guy pushes him into the zombies, and he continues yeah. to run. And that was it. as I, the conductor mm. gets d- destroyed. I was yeah. so mad. Uh huh. Because if he had just not gotten off and helped him, yeah. But I mean, he's a good person. He wanted to help. He's a great know? person. I think if you would have known all the things that the rich guy does, he wouldn't have got off the train. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I was thinking. Like the two terrible things the rich person did, nobody knows about those because everybody involved in them died. That's you know? true. So so, like, our Suan's dad doesn't know that happened. But our Scooby gang does know that he's an asshole. But they don't know quite the magnitude of his assholery. So- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's an 8.5 on the rectum scale. The, <laughs> the rectum scale. <laughs> oh, well, my God. That goodness. needs to be canon. Like, I want to I, I use that. On the rectum oh, scale? Oh, man. How big of an asshole is he? Ah, uh, he's like an 8.5 on the rectum scale. So now our Scooby gang is still trapped under this train. Right. But Siku, in- or I might be saying his name wrong and I feel bad, but yeah. Suan's dad finds a way out. So uh-huh. he just kind of gets like out. a little hole spot. Yeah. But then there's more train explosion stuff and yeah. it like, so now the hole's not quite as big. So well, no, like a fuel tank or something falls and mm-hmm. blocks the hole that he got, he's got out of. And he's got to like muscle it out, you know. And while he's doing that, the yeah. glass is about to break and this is when Mr. decides to Hodor and goes off down to where the zombies have just broken through the glass, allowing Suwan and the pregnant lady to escape. Yeah, because Suwan's dad just pulled the fuel tank or whatever was blocking the path so the path is now open again so they can squeeze through but mister is holding them like hodor Mm. and then as 
The pregnant lady and Suwan get away. All the glass breaks. And instead uh-huh. of holding back three zombies, the, he just gets sort of overtaken by probably 30. Mm-hmm. But then the train falls anyway and kills everybody. Right. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah but he was going to die either way. Yeah. So now they are just booking it away from like a billion zombies. And so he's carrying Suwan away from a bunch of zombies. And this is kind of an extended thing, but it's so intense because we see like how many of them there are. It's insane. It's a cool shot. It is a it very really cool is. shot because it's like way up high. It's like a drone shot. And it doesn't uh-huh. look CGI at all. They all I don't real. think it is. Mm-hmm. It looks very good. But they all were running towards and getting on the train and then these zombies start grabbing the back of the mm-hmm. train as it starts to go faster and faster away. This part was super and cool. These zombies that are just getting to the train start grabbing the zombies that are holding onto the train and then it becomes like this. Like a carpet. Yeah, like a carpet holding onto a train mm-hmm. of zombie they bodies. Like ants. Yes. Yeah. And it's sort of World War Z in that sense. It is. Yeah. Because there's a lot of that better. movement. It mm-hmm. does look better because World War Z was a little goofy. Yeah. Well, and there's a point where one of the zombies who's in front trips and they all start like yeah. avalanche. Well, I over think that's why other. they were able to actually get there before so the, the zombies got them because the zombies fucked up and rolled their ankles. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the conductor now as a zombie run over to the zombie that rolled their ankle <laughs> and help him up like an idiot. And then he gets run over by like a train or something. <laughs> so now they're all on and there's this like magic carpet zombie ride coming after them and so the dad like climbs down and starts kicking the shit out of these zombies yeah, like crushing their mm-hmm. hands and I honestly felt bad for the extras in that scene who uh-huh. were just like hands getting stomped on <laughs> by this dude because it looks real good it looks it like does. he's just crushing their hands and they eventually do let go and like they're safe yeah so now they're on the outside walkway of this engine and now they're rushing to safety but not so fast because now they go to the driver part the conductor the, part mm-hmm, yes it, the cockpit it, the cockpit there you go mm. is it what it's called I just wanted to hear Jen say cock. Jeez. Yeah, we, we got her, boys. Can you, can you edit that out and send it? <laughs> Wrap no. it up, boys. <laughs> well, but so not so fast. It's not conductor. It's evil no. rich man who's yes. now almost zombie evil rich man. Time out. This is where I need to talk because this is where is I- Zach Morris? <laughs> I'm That's not a, abiding by Zach Morris. It's an old reference, rules. sir, but it checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Mister is coming out, and he we can tell that he's infected, but he's not quite a zombie yet. Mister? And he's saying, zombie. What he's saying is, Mister, please help me. He's not talking to the homeless man. He's talking to Suan's dad. And he's saying, take me home. My mom is waiting for me. My address is something, something, Busan, which I think now we understand why he wanted to get to Busan so yeah, badly. Yeah, it's like his hometown. He's, yeah. yeah. And he's saying, please help me. He's like, I live with my mom, and I'm really scared. I think he's we just reverting there. to like a childlike state. Yeah, so he's right. got zombie glassed eyes, and he's like, talking like that but you can tell he's super infected so this is where I have a problem with the movie all the decisions in this movie have been pretty realistic up until this point of like what the characters would do in that moment he's super infected he should have just thrown him off the train immediately yeah Suan's dad should have thrown him off the train immediately immediately I, I am okay with what happens to the dad with him dying I just don't like the way they did it. Like, either he throws him off then and he grabs him and, like, kind of takes him with him or something, or he kind of does it like Mikey Dad does it. Because I hate that he just doesn't throw off the train immediately. Yeah. Any one of us would have thrown him off the train immediately. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with him dying. I think that's a good choice. I just didn't like how they set it up. I would have gone up to him and been like, it's okay, man. We'll get you to Basan. It's fine. We'll uh-huh. get you there. We'll get you back to your mom. And then just shoved him off the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I love about the fact that he doesn't is we get to this moment where he realized that he is infected and he is one of the people that he has been hating so much in this movie. And it's kind of this allegory that I feel like most people who oppress people of other races like wouldn't last a day in the shoes of someone else. And I love that we get to have that moment because he's so horrified and he's like, me, I can't be infected. This can't happen to me. 
And then he's a zombie, and we have the Morpheus Neo fight on the train. I mean, it really is just the zombie attacking mm-hmm. uh, Sequel. And right. then, you know, Sequel getting bit, and then getting the rich asshole zombie now off the train, mm-hmm. and then him rushing the pregnant lady and his daughter into the conductor station of mm-hmm. the train or the cockpit, as Jen likes to call yeah. it. And then <laughs> instead of grabbing him and like pulling him back, he just puts his hand over the guy's mouth and takes the bite. Yeah, I really didn't like the way he got no. bit either. Yeah. I did too. I felt like it was like, don't grab him like that. I feel like it just kind of shoehorned it. Well, so he's grabbing and I think he realizes he's gotten bit. So he wraps himself in a chain and then he throws them both off the train. But because he's got the chain wrapped around him, he gets pulled back onto the train so he's now safe safe in so much that he's about to get turned but he's not dead off the side of the train yeah right and so he pulls them in he shows pregnant lady how to work the train and then he has the saddest talk with his daughter ever and she's crying and she is just amazing in this scene yeah she is so good oh my god because she's crying and he's saying don't leave me don't leave me don't leave me she's saying oh it's my fault and keep holding onto his arm and they don't really have a whole lot to say but he's says stay with her no matter what and they don't say I love you which is kind of something you've yeah. brought yeah, up. Was, you right. can clearly see that they do yeah. but they don't say it. Uh, that is sort of weird. But it's so sad and the part where he has to pry her hand yeah. off of her arm was when I started crying. Yeah he it has to run off now. the train. His so goodbye he, words uh, are a little. Well but I mean that might be a cultural yeah. thing. I think it is yeah Yeah, because oh it's clear God. that they love each other mm-hmm. like that's right, not right. up for debate he just doesn't say it. But mm-hmm. it's right. so sad and yeah. she's screaming and saying please don't go. Oh and so now she, um, Suwon goes and hugs and cries with the pregnant lady and he walks to the back of the train and his eyes are kind of starting to get a little glassy and it's so sad. We still hear her like screaming and crying and then he closes his eyes and he sees the first time he held her when she was a little baby and like his, her little feet and her eyes and we hear her screaming and crying while all of this is happening and then we see his shadow just fall off the back yeah, of the train. And he train. was smiling, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really like the way that they yeah. did him falling off the train. It's so sad. I could probably start crying right now yeah. if I really thought about it because it's so just touching, you know, and I'm glad that he he was able to like those were his final moments you know yeah he had some good final moments mm-hmm. oh, and he's a hero so he literally saved the pregnant lady and his daughter right yeah. and so now they're still on the train and just kind of sitting with what's happened and then they get to a flaming blockade which is a smoky tunnel and so they get off the train and they start walking through it and so then we see the barrel of a gun and it pans out yeah. and we see that it's a military man and they see them walking with their binoculars. But they say, okay, we see two bogeys, but they can't tell if they're infected yet. And so they say, what do we do? And they get orders to kill them. So he's about to pull the trigger. And then we hear her singing that song. From the recital. Yeah, the recital oh. song, yeah. And she's like crying while she's singing. And she, she's doing a great job she's singing killing it. it yeah. this time. Uh-huh. Oh my God. She's such a good little actress, man. She's she amazing. She is. Well, and so she's singing this song and they say, oh, survivors are coming. And so now it's going to make me cry. And so now everybody is running to come save them. And we see her streaming face and she's singing that song. And the last words are until we meet again, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, and that's the movie. And that's yeah. the movie. It's super so sad. Good. Yeah. So having talked about the movie, and this is the Ooh. first time we all saw it, what do you think about it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's the best zombie movie we've ever done. I, I well, We've only done two. Right. It's better than 28 <laughs> Days three. Later. We did you, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. No, we've done three. Oh, yeah. yeah so it's we, way better than Dawn of the it's Dead. It's way better than Dawn of the Dead. It's a little bit better than 28 Days Later. It's I don't know. I think best. I still Ooh, prefer 28 Days Later. 28 days later. Pretty good, too. But, I mean, it's like neck and neck. No, and this, this is by one, far the best. We this, have... 
spoiled you because most <laughs> movies are not good. That's true. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> but I, I mean, I like this movie. It's not that scary. It's more to me. It seems more like an action movie, yeah. than a, like a, a horror film. Although I, I will not question whether it's a horror film or right. not. It just has more of an action movie vibe than like a scary vibe. And I yeah. feel a lot of zombie films are like that. Okay, maybe that's fair. I haven't yeah. really seen a lot, so. I loved it too. Like, I think I would still put 28 Days Later to- on top just because of the Killian Murphy factor. Right. but Because it's like a Thirsty Gen movie. Yeah. This True. isn't a Thirsty Gen movie. Although, I will say that Dad could get it. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a handsome man. I mean, yeah. I know I usually hate all the movies we do, but I love this movie. I do, too. I think and it's great. I love action movies, too. So this was, yeah, like, a really same. good combination. But it's got a lot of heart. And if I look at, like, World War Z, which this we've compared this to a lot, I feel like this one has a more believable family dynamic and a oh, lot yeah. more just heart to it. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. The emotions hit harder than most dramas I see on, uh-huh. on this movie. And then, like, yeah, the guy, the guy having to say goodbye to his daughter and then, re- uh, oh, my God. Fuck, yeah, yeah it's like, so look, sad. Mm. Yeah. Man, yeah, so let's talk box office about this movie because it's, I think it's our first movie we've done from South Korea. Uh huh. Well, what do you guys think the budget was? It probably had to be pretty high, 10 million? I would say 15. Okay, so I mean, like, I don't really know, like, foreign films how to gauge that, right? You know, because it does look great. It's not a single location movie, although it takes place a lot on a train, but right. uh, it, but was, it goes to several locations, it does, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of those sets are huge, yeah. Like, those train station sets are huge, anyway. So it was 8.5 million, wow. So it was a pretty decent size budget, although I don't know if that's like a huge budget for South Korean yeah. films or if that's sort of moderate like it would be in America. If I everyone don't know. could do as much with $10 million as that film did. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, focus on your writing. Yeah. That'll oh, help you man. out a lot. That's really the strength in this movie uh-huh. is the writing. Um, how much do you guys think it made at the box office? I think I know. Uh, internationally or just in South Korea? All over. Like 120? Ooh, that's a good guess. I think it's around 100, a little over 100. It differs based upon the source you're looking at. I saw one source that said 87.5 million and one that said 98.4 million. Okay. So it's either way super close to 100 million. I do know that it is the sixth highest grossing South Korean film, domestic grossing of all time. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. It actually set a record for the first Korean film to break the audience record of 10 million people. Wow. And I think it had the highest single day ticket sales record also. That's awesome. I remember when this came out, my friends, uh, Lee and Whitney Green, who do the Weird Robot podcast, told me I needed to see it, that I would love it. And I was like, I'm never going to watch it as a zombie movie. And they both told me that there it is very zombie heavy, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just a straight up good movie. And this is like two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do know that it made sort of a splash even here in the States when it first came out. But that's box office. Jen, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. Hit us with your fun facts. Ooh. So, you got and Yumi Jung. I think I'm saying that Sorry right. Sorry if we butcher names. Yeah, it's really apologize. Yeah. I'm talking about Suan's dad and the pregnant lady. Okay. I think they were in another movie together that was called The Silence, which sounds really good, but it also sounds really, really dark. So check okay. it out if you like that kind of stuff. But they got a lot of acclaim for both of those roles. I already talked about the article that I'm going to link, but there's a lot of social commentary about South Korea and the class structure there that I thought was really interesting, but I I don't want to speak for another culture that I don't really understand that well. So make sure you check that article out and I will link it. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. So one thing that I found when I was reading this is in 2014, there was something called the Seawall Ferry Disaster. And it was, oh, uh, did you yeah. hear about that? Yeah. Oh, it was really sad. I don't think I'd heard about it, but it was a ferry that capsized, a South Korean ferry capsized. 304 passengers died. 172 were rescued. 
But of those 304, 254 were high school students. It was like oh, a whole, it was like man. one high school. Oh, it was terrible. And they were like texting Holy on the way down. It was, mm-hmm. it was real bad. Oh, well, man. And so I think where some of this plays into this movie was it was seen to be um, human error based on negligence and greed. And they had like overloaded this ferry by like three times the amount of weight. They had cut corners on like putting, like tying things down so that when it made sharp turns, it was more likely to capsize. The crew member who was there was not fully trained when he was driving the ship. And I think the captain did some bad stuff. Like a lot of that senior class got killed. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was bad. awful. Well, because the crew were not trained in safety procedures. The captain wasn't even on the deck when it happened. And so they told everybody to stay in their cabins. Nothing's everything's fine. Stay in your cabins. We'll take care of it. As the captain and crew got off in their lifeboats and didn't what? rescue the passengers. Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Holy shit. So that's where a lot of this like not trusting authority and like giving false information I think was kind of coming from in this movie. The captain was sentenced to 36 years in prison. That's, oh wow. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's not enough. I agree. Well, the chief engineer was found guilty of murder um, and I think he got around 30 years, but 13 other crew members were also convicted, but it was kind of like one of those Chernobyl things where it's like a lot of negligence and nobody intended for this disaster to happen. But when you don't take your responsibility seriously and you don't value the lives of the people you're in charge of, like these terrible disasters happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think after I was reading that a lot of this, I can see the dynamics play out in this movie because that was in 2014 and this came out in 2016. So it had to have been on their Mm. minds, you know? So there is a sequel coming. Really? Yep. It's set to release in 2020. I think that's going to, be in South Korea and I don't know if there's a release date anywhere else yet but it's going to be called Bondo and that translates to Peninsula okay so oh. but it's going to be a new cast and I don't know if the daughter I like that I would I would like a full new cast right I just wouldn't kind hate of... seeing the pregnant lady and the daughter in it though right I would well, I would and like that baby. too be, uh, yeah I mean it'd be nice I guess well and I they haven't started filming yet so I'm not sure how much of that has been developed right but, so that's coming and we are going to get an English remake of this from James Wan, he's producing it, and Gary Dauberman is writing, and he also wrote it chapters one and chapters two. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, I don't necessarily think you need an English remake of this movie, but I mean, you know, if they do it well, those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts, Jen. Well, you're welcome. So let's do the scary scale, Jen. Hey, <laughs> listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scared we were by the movie. It's not a ranking of the quality of the movie. And I want to stress that because I think we would all rank the quality of this movie very high. Oh, yeah. It's how scared we were when we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what you got? I'm going to say three. Three. There were huh? some eerie moments and some creepy moments. It wasn't scary, though. And I, th- I do think everyone should see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely one you need to see. It is really good. I'm going to give it a one. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. you're dead inside. Yeah, because you're dead inside. <laughs> I mean, but would you say it's a movie people should see? Oh, I absolutely. If you're a fan of. Good movies? Yeah. <laughs> I think it transcends horror. Yeah, I, I think, think it's it a does. really great film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I'm going to give it a five. A lot of kids in danger here. Yeah, and yep. being pregnant and in danger. But yeah, so like when kids are in danger or when like, I, it just made me remember when I was pregnant and like your mobility is so limited and so, ugh. But it's also, there's like creepy zombies and it's very tense the whole it time. It is very, very it tense. It is very yeah. tense. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's our scary scale. So this week, the listeners made me watch Train to Busan. What are you guys making me watch next week? We are kicking Women in Horror Month off with The Silence of the Lambs, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I watched the trailer for this, and I'm very confused. (laughs) Yeah, we found out Todd has no clue what is going to happen in this movie. I know, I'm really excited. I mean, I was just surprised that uh, in the trailer for this, because I watched it for the Patreon, that Anthony Hopkins is in jail at the beginning of it, Uh and I thought the whole movie was about them catching him. I can't believe that one you've never seen this film yeah and two that like you it's never you been don't spoiled know yeah. yeah he started talking about it and both of us just looked at him with like glee in our eyes it's like oh my god well because be i laid out what i think the plot was and i'll just quickly do that now anthony hopkins is in jail at the beginning because they spoiled that in the trailer and then he breaks out because you see him like handcuffing one of the cops in the trailer and then they have to find him over the course of the movie Listeners, is that not it i'm uh, so I'm excited not spoil anything. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I have no idea, but I really have no I'm idea. Excited. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. All right, well, yeah, that'll be, be next fun. week, guys. Make sure you watch Silence of the Lambs if you haven't already. I know. Th- I know. Like it puts the lotion <laughs> on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Like I know that. But you have no context. I have no, for yeah, yeah, I have no <laughs> context. You've like taken little snippets because <laughs> like some of the movies you haven't seen, you basically know what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not Silence of the Lambs. I <laughs> apparently have no idea and I'm way off based upon your reactions. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Well, guys, watch Silence of the Lambs for next week. All right, guys. Time has come for a five-star review. If you guys want us to read your five-star review, make sure to leave us a five-star review and have Mikey read it for you. Mikey, do you have a review for us this week? So, Lord J. Kirby. I love that name. I do, Write us a review entitled, I Cannot Get Enough. Oh. They say, I wish I could remember who pointed me to the horror virgin. Oh. So I could thank them profusely. Nice. Whether Todd is terrified by a film or thinks it's the dumbest movie <laughs> ever. Which means he was really terrified. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah. It is always fun. Aww. The hosts rarely agree, completely agree with each other. That's true. On the horror scale, our general creative value of the movies, <laughs> or anything else, <laughs> keeping it from being a gush fest. The fun I have with them is has ended my subscription to another horror movie podcast. Let's speculate wildly about what that one is. (laughs) That can sometimes become a real downer. Mm. Sorry about that, other podcast. Guys, you're allowed to listen to multiple podcasts. You are, yeah. yeah. They say (laughs) the House 2 episode was so good. It was. Check it out, guys. I had to go to Patreon and join (laughs) them. Oh, and join. They don't use a lot of commas in this. <laughs> I had to go to Patreon and join, then to iTunes and leave five-star reviews. Well, thank you so much for doing both. Thank you for the laughs and keep it up. Five stars. Thank you so much. And let me say, that House 2 episode is, you just have to listen. It is a banger. <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed that hard. It is bonkers. I cannot wait to show you more movies like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, well, thank you so much for leaving, us, leaving yes. us a five-star review. And if you guys would like Mikey to read your five-star review, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Guys, we remember the Consequence Podcast Network, yes, so if you are. want to check out one of their awesome shows, they have many of them. Yeah, The Opus. Yeah, This, this Must Be The Gig, mm-hmm. who I love that podcast. I've listened to many, many episodes of it. It's awesome. Uh-huh. We also got Kyle Meredith with and The Fifth Dimension. And you can also find me guesting. I'm going to do a guest spot on the Losers Club podcast that's coming up, um, talking about The Outsider. So nice. make sure you check that that's out. So I think cool. it's actually out now as this episode is dropping. Well, cool. Check that so, out on The Losers Podcast. Hey, Future Jim. Yeah. yeah. Losers Club. 
Losers oh. Club podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so checks and check out the website Consequence of Sound too. They've got a lot of awesome articles. Yeah, both movie constantly. and music related. And guys, if you want to check out us online, go to horrorvirgin.com where you can read our blog and the link to the merch store there. And if you want to follow us on social, it's at Horror Virgin. Mikey is at M Randolph 24. Jen is at Jen Ferratu with two N's. And That's I'm right. at Todd J Awesome. And if you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin and signing up for one of our awesome levels there. A lot of great perks, a lot of great levels. Check yeah. it out and New help support episodes. the show. Yeah, bonus episodes bi-weekly and honestly just some bonus content mm-hmm. that we drop in randomly as we get it done. Sorry, we all still have like full-time jobs. And <laughs> right. So sorry, we're doing as much as we can. But the yeah. new bonus episodes are every other week and that's going to be a regular thing. And the bonus content that we're going to drop in isn't going to have a regular cadence, but it will be pretty frequent. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't afford to financially support the show, or just want to hang out with us for the very, very low cost of free, join the <laughs> Facebook family. So and that's a place where we all hang out with, as a community and we all talk and it's daily free content, man. It's awesome. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. Hey guys, that's going to be it yeah. from us. This was so much fun. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, guys, Listeners, thanks. thank you for requesting this movie. Yeah, really. We all were really excited. This is my favorite listener re- request we've ever done. Oh, yeah. well done, guys. Aww. Yeah. I think it's the one I've liked. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. Train nerds. <laughs> Alexa, punish the children. <laughs> <laughs>